This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about time and events and activities at the time of death. In the Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna comes before Lord Krishna and says, I have some questions and I need you to guide me in these issues, so please hear my questions and advise what is best for me. I'm more or less surrendering like one does to the guru that this isn't a friendly chat, this is a serious inquiry and I need guidance. So will you please answer these questions that I have? And he comes forward with some serious stuff and I want to give you a bit of this where he says, who is the Lord of sacrifice and how does he live in the body and in which part does he live and how can those engaged in devotional service know you and focus upon you at the time of death. Srila Prabhupada teaches us immediately that Lord Vishnu is the primary demigods along with Brahma and Shiva. And then Indra is the administrator head of all of the other demigods. There are 33 million administrators called demigods in this universe. And Arjuna said, I know that. But who is the actual Lord of Sacrifice, the one that everyone is offering prayer and obeisances to? And he says, I'm trying to learn this now because I'm here engaged in a great battle and death could be upon me any day. And so how does one fix his mind? How does he become stable at this particular key moment? And he's trying to get that down so he understands it prior to this battle he's engaging in. Now, Srila Prabhupada tells us that whatever we do will be tested at the time of death. So Arjuna is anxious to know what those people who are constantly engaged in Krishna consciousness are able to do and focus on at the time of death. What should be their position at the final moment? At the time of death, all the bodily functions become disturbed and dislocated. And so the mind may not be properly focused. So he's asking, what is that situation? Now the story here is that there is a great devotee named Maharaj Kusalahara. And he used to pray to the Lord, My dear Lord, just now I'm quite fit and healthy. And it is better that I die immediately so that my mind may seek entrance into your transcendental service. Now he's saying, the mind is not now in a disturbed condition, and I'm quite healthy. If I die immediately thinking of you, then I am sure that my performance of your devotional service will become perfect. But if I wait for my natural death, then I do not know what will happen, because at the time of death, the bodily functions will be so dislocated. My throat may be choked up with cough, and I do not know whether I will be able to chant your holy name. So I think it is better for me to die immediately. The question put forward by Arjun is very similar. How can a person fix his mind on the Lord at the time of death? And the Lord replies. He answers. He says, 
the indestructible transcendental living entity is called Brahman and his eternal nature is called the self and actions pertaining to the development of these material bodies is called karma or fruitive activities the physical nature material nature is known to be endlessly mutable the universe is known as the cosmic form of the supreme lord and i am that lord and i am represented as the super soul and i live in the heart of every living embodied being and anyone who at the end of life quits his body remembering me attains immediately to my transcendental nature and of this there should be no doubt in whatever condition one quits his present body in his next life he will attain to that state of being without fail Therefore, Arjuna, you should always think of me, and at the same time, you should continue your prescribed duty, and today, fight, with your mind and activities always fixed on me, and everything engaged in me, you will attain to me without doubt. By practicing this remembrance without being deviated, Thinking ever of the Supreme Godhead, one is sure to achieve the planets of the Divine, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. What I want to bring out here is the significance of his statement that I may not be able to remember your holy name. Because as you may aware, this Krishna consciousness movement is based on the chanting of the Maha Mantra as the only medicine for this age. So we have the opportunity to practice focusing our mind on the Lord by the meditation process of bhakti yoga, focusing on the sound vibration of the Maha Mantra. This opportunity is available to us in this age because we don't have this intent and interest to study the Vedic literature very thoroughly. We don't have a lot of time due to the endless distractions we're faced with in this society nowadays. And our memories are short and difficult to keep in line. And so we need something that is potent. And the Lord, as I've explained to you before, the Lord incarnated as Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He initiated the chanting of this Maha Mantra as the method for focusing the mind upon the personality of Godhead such that it, even at the time of death, one will be practiced and be able to focus upon the Lord and attain to that divine nature outside of material manifestation. Attain the nature of the Lord, eternal bliss and knowledge in a personal form of association and service. This is in the confidential knowledge provided in the Vedic literature. We're not curious. We're not and looking for what God might try to imply. He's saying it. The Bhagavad Gita is a conversation, and you can see that the Lord is answering questions and giving guidance and clarifying the situation for his sincere devotee. And all of us are devotees in consciousness. All of us in our constitutional position, we are devoted servants of God. Devotee. But we forget it because of our material predicament and the conditions of our minds and bodies, etc., in this material world. 
So the revival of that consciousness is vitally important and the method prescribed by the Lord through his incarnation as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is to always be chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra because you never know when death will knock on your door. We can all die at any moment. There is no, no guarantees in life. You do not know the day you're going to die. Now there's old people who die of natural causes and they can see when they finally get there. Yeah, here it is. But there are millions that died daily and they were not at the end of their life. They were not at old age natural causes. They died for an unbelievable number of thousands and thousands of different reasons that caused their death. And that could happen to me or you at any time. So to be responsible in the human form of life and discern the difference between material enjoyment and spiritual activities, we have to be focused. So the Lord gave us this simplistic process of chanting the Maha Mantra as a tool to purify the mind and give us a way of fixing the mind upon the name of the Lord, the form of the Lord, to be able to be qualified to return to the Lord and return to the spiritual world. We don't have the potential to make that transition if it was an extremely difficult method. We do need this simplistic method. We do need this simple form. And so by his unbelievable kindness and his intelligence, he created the Maha Mantra as the prescribed method for this age. Then he came and delivered it to us here and he has supported it all along and it is still available and the Maha Mantra is being vibrated more and more and more and more all over the planet. I was listening to an interview with a devotee that I know personally and he was very instrumental. He's very instrumental in expanding Srila Prabhupada's mission of bringing the chanting of the Holy Name to South Africa, to the African continent. And he's saying just recently that there are now, there was none, and now there are millions of people who are chanting the Maha Mantra and are involved in the Krishna movement. Millions. The same thing has happened in India. There was so few that Prabhupada left India to go to the West. And by doing so, he awoken the West to the Maha Mantra. And they, in turn, reawakened India to it. And now there are millions, many, many millions uh, that are chanting the Maha Mantra. On a festival day in Mayapur, the headquarters of the Vaishnav Society, they will get 400,000 people coming through in one day. So this is a massive movement on portions of the planet. And in other portions, the people don't even understand it yet. They haven't been exposed to it. They haven't been given the opportunity. In the human form of life, this is the opportunity. And so you, since we don't know when we're going to die, and we do want to make a positive solution to this struggle for existence, we do want to return to the eternal platform of love of God, we do want to get done with the anxieties and dualities of this material world. We've been given this Maha Mantra as the medicine to cure the contaminations that are clouding over our lives. We see the distractions are so ridiculous now, especially due to these little handheld phones, that everyone has contamination. It doesn't matter. These things that come up, look at this, oh, look at that, buy one of these, study that. Did you know this happened today? Distractions are absolutely endless. 
doesn't matter what time of day or night you look at this silly phone, there's a distraction on it. 15, 50, 5,000 distractions coming out of that phone at any given moment. But these distractions do not prepare you for the time of death. They do not educate you of your true position. They do not encourage you to revive your eternal spiritual consciousness. So this is called by the Vedic literature contamination. And we're to reject this contamination and we're to focus. Well, why do we focus with this onslaught of, of distractions? We focus by reciting and hearing the Maha Mantra out the mouth in the ear. Hearing and chanting are the most important methods of devotional service and it is the most intense medicine for reviving your original eternal consciousness. So to hear the Maha Mantra, to chant the Maha Mantra, to spread the Maha Mantra improves you and everyone else. And this world most definitely needs improving, does it not? We see how the media and we see how the governments and we see how the education system and we see how the foolish parents who were raised by the, that system don't give the children a fair shot. They don't get a fair chance. None of them are expounding spiritual life over material life. They're all trying to control your point of view, control what you're doing, looking at, thinking about. And the Lord's come back on the other side of things and say, just hear and chant this mantra. And all of those things will be exposed to you for what they really are. Temporary insignificant activities you don't need to be worried about. You don't need to bother with. And this opens the door for you to revive your eternal consciousness and find the happiness you know is yours to be had. And you're unable to find it. You're unable to focus on it. So the tool, the medicine, is the Maha Mantra. And the solution it provides is that at the time of death, you can focus on the Lord's name, which is non-different from the Lord, and you can return to the spiritual world. And all of the difficulties and issues that are of this material world vanish. One can attain the supreme perfection in a moment. Okay? It's if your consciousness is practiced to be able to think of, of the Lord, even in a difficult situation. The difficult situation we're speaking of is called death of the body. You can achieve perfection in a moment. Right then. Bang. So, as I've spoken about before on this program, death is an opportunity. It's not something to be feared. It's to be approached with understanding and recognize this is a great opportunity. I liken it to these games. There's games that they put people through. They, I don't know what they're called. I'm sorry. I've seen them, but I can't tell you much about them. But they have to... Uh, swing off this swing and jump off this thing or climb up this ladder and there's all sorts of wheels and things that are pushing them and knock them back in the water and all sorts of different obstacles they have to do and they have to time it they have to wait for the right moment ready jump now and they manage to jump and get to the next obstacle and move along through this obstacle course that's exactly what this life situation is like the time of death is that time it right now at this moment, the moment of death, the last moment. Now, be God conscious. Think of the Maha Mantra. And you need to practice. Just like these athletes, they practice to run this gauntlet, this uh, obstacle course. They practice, practice, practice. 
So you practice, practice. You chant and hear the Maha Mantra so that at the right moment, right the final moment of the body, the body's going down, giving up, falling off, shutting down. That's the right moment now to jump to spiritual consciousness on the back of the potency of the holy name. Say the Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Any one of those three words, just think of them, remember them. So this is what's being taught as education by the great saints and sages for the living entities in the human form of life. This is a great moment. The Lord is in your heart as the super soul. He is watching, guiding, encouraging, caring about you. All you have to do is call out at the right moment. Ready now. In all of your life, all of your previous lives, everything you have done is totally successful at that moment. Good job. Win the prize. Win the contest. Run the gauntlet. Achieve the success of the obstacle course. This human form of life is most definitely like an obstacle course. Everybody's trying to tell you what to do. Everybody's got some idea for you. Everybody's got something they want of you, from you, by you. And it's up to you to understand and to actually take guidance from the spiritual master and learn how to make a perfection of your life with the tools available, the Maha Mantra. Practice, practice, practice and you're ready and when the time comes you achieve the supreme absolute perfection that every living entity is intended to achieve this is not some flickering idea this is not some vague concept this is not something maybe this is the prescribed effective guaranteed results method the lord specifically says at that time of death what you think of you attain to so focus your mind upon me and i give you this maha mantra and i take the form of that maha mantra so you can simply hear and chant the mantra at the time of death and achieve the ultimate perfection returning to transcendental loving devotional service in the personal association of the supreme lord eternally happy in the service and association of great saints and sages who are like-minded in serving the Lord selflessly. This is a goal that is achievable for everyone. You don't have to be somebody special from the material perspective of life. You just have to take this method as prescribed by the great saints and sages and follow the instructions and listen to the spiritual master and you achieve the greatest, highest level of perfection. Even though everybody else can't do it. Everybody says it can't be done. Even though no one thinks there's anything to do. Woohoo! Enjoy. Be happy. Never mind. No consequences. This is all the class is ignorance. And this opportunity of chanting the holy name at the time of death is called perfection. The perfection of knowledge. The proper use of your skills and abilities. The proper act to do at the proper time. So take this significantly important opportunity. So start now. Start reading the Vedic literature. Start chanting the Maha Mantra. Start eating spiritual food only, vegetarian diet offered to the Lord before you taste it. 
learning the basic principles and avoiding those things that contaminate your consciousness and using the Maha Mantra to purify your existence and eating spiritual food to purify your existence and reading the Vedic literature to guide you, you achieve perfection in this very life. No more cycle of birth and death. No more lower species, higher species, back and forth and back and forth. You achieve the total ultimate perfection of life in this very life. A great gift, a great boon for those in the human form of life who look up, who wake up, who try to learn, who stand out, who try to become more than the masses, who try to uh, learn what's really going on as opposed to the nonsense that people are doing and thinking it matters. Raise yourself above these trivial, ridiculous, foolish concepts. I see it constantly. It's just absolutely frustrating to see the people worrying about things that don't matter. You're so upset by something that doesn't matter. If you simply consult the Vedic literature, you'd learn what does matter. And then instead of being upset, you'd realize, ah, it's a great opportunity and I can take it. You know, great opportunities come seldom. Oftentimes people will you know, volunteer to try to get an opportunity. Well, the opportunity of the Vedic wisdom is available to you. you. Take it. If you just simply take it, everything comes before you. Everything becomes clear. And you become free from the contamination of this material world and fully fulfilled, fully happy in the spiritual conception of life as an eternal servant of the Lord. That's the opportunity that's being offered in the Vedic knowledge. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices, or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.